Welcome to This Week in Louisiana Agriculture. This is the podcast edition of this week's show. If you would like to watch the video form of this episode of Twyla, head over to our website at twylatv.org. You can also find all the information related to all the different stories in this episode at that website. Again, that's twylatv.org. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoy the show. Hello, I'm Kristen Oaks-White. And I'm Avery Davidson. Thank you for joining us for This Week in Louisiana Agriculture, the only TV show bringing Louisiana farmers and consumers together every week. As you can see, we are at the site of the 101st Annual Convention of the Louisiana Farm Bureau Federation. The state's largest general farm organization held its meeting in New Orleans at the Marriott Hotel on Canal, and by all measures, it was a resounding success. It was, I think so. More than 1,500 farmers and their families came to the Crescent City for a weekend of top agriculture priorities and no small amount of fun. Louisiana Farm Bureau President Jim Harper says the number of dignitaries at the convention, including state and national politicians, highlights the impact Farm Bureau has in advocating for the people who feed and clothe us. It tells me that they value what we think and who we represent. I, I read several articles in the Advocate about our farm and what was said. Uh, we were glad to, to get Attorney General Jeff Landry here uh, this morning to say a few con uh, a, a few comments, and uh, I was really pleased that Senator John Kennedy took time out of his busy schedule to address us at a general assembly. Now, one of the special highlights of the convention was this year's gubernatorial forum. The primary election is October 14th, and all seven announced candidates seeking to be Louisiana's next governor made their way to speak with Louisiana's farmers and ranchers. The gubernatorial forum is not something that happens every year at the Louisiana Farm Bureau Annual Convention, but it is a highlight when it does. Senior Capitol reporter Greg Hilburn with the USA Today Network served as moderator for the six participating candidates. All six went on record to say they would protect agricultural tax exemptions and ensure agriculture is represented on the LSU Board of Supervisors. Independent Hunter Lundy, Republican Treasurer John Schroeder, Republican Representative Richard Nelson, Republican Senator Sharon Hewitt, Democrat and retired Secretary of Transportation Sean Wilson, and Republican and former President and CEO of the Louisiana Association of Business and Industry Stephen Wagesback sat together to address the state's farmers and ranchers. Each has their own idea on how to expand the state's economy through agriculture. If you've heard my message, I said it takes education to resolve poverty and crime. So we can put all three of them together and we can create an economic environment and we can use our forest products, to, uh, ag, to just do that. Bring that business here. There's no reason we should even be compared to Mississippi. Our culture, our education, our intelligence, our people, far exceed those in other southern states. We need more lumber processing in the Florida parishes. I live in Slidell. I'm very aware of that. But we have to give people a reason to come to Louisiana. The first thing that people want is a trained workforce. And so, yes, we have to be able to provide those skills that they need to be successful. In the agriculture business, that includes STEM. I've been a huge advocate of STEM throughout my legislative career. The ag business is becoming very, very high tech. And we need to make sure that we have those technology skills here in our state to provide opportunities. You also need a workforce. And that's why I truly want to go in and really drill down into that high school redesign and implement in there the training and the technical training that we need to give our kids ready so they can come out and be a qualified worker. 
because right now you're so dependent on seasonal workers, we need to provide you more options and have high schools really double down on ag and technical training so you have that workforce. Without having an educated, trained, and prepared workforce, which may not necessarily be a college degree, you won't be able to have companies come in and make those investments. We have to make it attractive. We've got natural resources here across the state, and we need to build on those resources. I want to start with the business that we have here. I want to recruit the people we have here and the business we have here and get out of, that way, out of their way, give them the resources they need to do what they need to do before we start talking outside our state. Because I live in St. Tanny Parish. I'm from New Orleans. You know why my business has been successful in St. Tanny Parish? We've got good schools. We've got very low crime, and the citizens hold their politicians accountable. I've spent a lot of time in the legislature trying to get rid of the income tax, trying to rebuild a structure that is a, throws out 100 years of Huey Long-style government that concentrates all the money and power in Baton Rouge, puts it back in local communities like Texas and Florida, the states that are really succeeding. I think if we build that structure, businesses will come here. We don't have to give them handouts. We don't have to pay them, give them tax credits in order to come here. That's the game we played for the last 100 years of let's pay people to come and date us. It's not a good idea. It doesn't work. Republican Louisiana Attorney General Jeff Landry is also running for governor. He spoke before the Louisiana Farm Bureau voting delegates. Every four years or eight years, when we get a governor's race, they, those folks come up here, they give you the same song and dance, tell you all kind of great things, how they're going to sell you all kind of cotton candy. You get a bad bill of goods, they tell you we're going to bring all kind of great industries into this state. We're going to be good. Your life's going to be better. That's a lie. I mean, think about it. If crime, if we've got three cities that are the top ten most dangerous cities in the country, if our educational system is so dismal that 74% of third graders can't read and 80% of eighth graders can't do basic math, I'm not, I hadn't even gotten to our roads and our bridges. You think, you think, honest to God, we can go out there and attract businesses into the state? No. Now, Kristen, I know you remember me not being next to you on set for a while, so I interviewed all seven of the candidates here on Twyla. We made a special playlist on YouTube with all of their interviews. We have a link to that on our website at twilatv.org. Well, over the past few years, the price of sugar has been climbing. How long that will last and where the price is going was a big topic of conversation during the Louisiana Farm Bureau Sugar Advisory Committee meeting at this year's convention. Twilight's Neil Malasson tells us while sugar is strong, there are challenges ahead. Overall, the sugar cane is growing well this season in Louisiana. So is the sugar industry in the state. Members of the Louisiana Farm Bureau Sugar Advisory Committee heard from experts at this year's annual meeting that the record price of sugar right now is well supported. So there's very little weighing on domestic sugar prices right now. The market has uh, moved to historic highs. Um, prices have accelerated dramatically over the course of the last couple of years. And it really has uh, been driven by world sugar prices moving up dramatically and the U.S. being more dependent on imports of sugar. Our domestic price is completely tied to the world market where the outcome of India's monsoon season could make a difference as our own harvest gets closer. Sugar prices at this stage uh, at 12-year highs are something of an anomaly in terms of the total commodity picture, but in terms of the fundamental view in sugar, there's a reason for it. Typically there's a macro element to the market, but now there's an El Nino effect. There's weather stories going on with major production areas across the globe. So there are reasons outside of just general fundamentals as to why uh, sugar prices remain so elevated. 
A perpetual dark cloud on the horizon is a new wage rate rule that could almost double the cost of transportation for sugar. By some estimates, Louisiana could be almost half of the total the new rule would cost. The rule change, you know, it was estimated to be nationwide $100 million impact and 40% of that is Louisiana sugarcane alone. So I think that was grossly miscalculated whenever that rule change went into place. And Louisiana farmers, you know, especially that, that significant amount, I mean, that's almost $9 increase per hour on your workers that you have no control over. So they're seriously looking at how they're gonna be able to get their crops out of the field into the mills. And so that's the kind of change that, you know, you have no choice but to swallow it, but you're going to fight it in the in the process because it's just not something that you can sustain. Reporting from New Orleans, I'm Neil Malasson. The domestic price of sugar has mostly ranged between 40 and 43 cents per pound this year. Well, in addition to being a governor's race this year, the next farm bill is set to expire in September. For the second year in a row, there was a special farm bill lunch to look deep into the policy issues shaping this major legislation during convention. Joby Young, executive vice president of the American Farm Bureau Federation, was one of the panelists at the lunch. He says there's been good progress on the bill and a willingness in both parties to get it passed this year. Year. The priorities that we've uh, that we've advocated for and, and, and led on are passing a farm bill this year, passing a unified farm bill, protecting the risk management programs and the safety net, uh, and and looking at uh, increased baseline and reference reference prices, protecting voluntary. Uh, conservations uh, conservation and, and things of that nature we have over 60 priorities that are more detailed to different titles and programs but those are the big things you know getting getting a farm bill done this year making sure it's a unified farm bill and uh, and uh, protecting that the safety net that uh, that's so important to to a uh, to our agriculture system one thing that's always important is our farm bureau members the grassroots members uh, taking part in this process uh, you, ha you have great uh, staff uh, at Louisiana Farm Bureau at American Farm Bureau across other commodity organizations that get up and go to work every morning and, and talk with members, uh, uh, members of Congress and staff people about uh, these programs and about the you know budget items and all those sorts of things and, and they do a great job with that and uh, and really serve the Farm Bureau community well but the, but the secret sauce of why Farm Bureau has been such a great advocacy organization over the years is that really really uh, deep uh, involvement of grassroots members in, in doing things like con contact and talking to their member of Congress, introducing them, telling their story, tell them how these programs that could be theoretical some, for somebody from a non-ag background, how they really affect a farm family, how they affect a farm business, and have those real-world aspects uh, that, 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 that play out from rural communities all the way to the plates of folks in our urban and suburban centers. The current farm bill is set to expire on September 30th. An extension of three months to a year is possible, but could create some significant problems for producers and farm credit institutions. Another issue farmers are facing from the federal level is the push towards sustainable farming. The most recently comes in the form of climate smart initiatives that reward farmers for adopting greener practices. That was the topic of discussion among rice farmers at the 101st Louisiana Farm Bureau Convention. So AWD, that stands for alternate wetting and drying. And what we're uh, trying to do is allow the flood to subside uh, on, in the rice paddies uh, so that we're creating uh, alternating cycles of flooded and unflooded conditions. And in doing so, what we're trying to achieve is we're, we're trying to allow for more rainfall capture uh, and we're also uh, trying to break the methane emissions uh, cycle in rice, which is a, a big contributor to the greenhouse gas emissions. Fur irrigated rice is another technique uh, 
that we've seen uh, growers go to to uh, they're going to it for different reasons, but it has those same climate smart benefits. Uh, you, you do have a reduction in water use compared to continuously flooding a field, and there is a portion of the field that remains unsaturated for the majority of the growing season, so you're getting those uh, methane reductions as well. These kinds of meetings happen with each commodity at convention. We have more coverage from other commodity conferences on our website at twilatv.org. Well, still to come here on Twyla, we'll have a look at all of the winners from this year's convention. Plus, several farms celebrated 100 years of being in operation at the 101st annual meeting. Their stories up next. During the 101st Louisiana Farm Bureau Convention, members recognized the accomplishments of individual farmers and ranchers, farm families, and parish farm bureaus every year. The highest honor a parish farm bureau can receive is the President's Award. This year marked an unprecedented fourth year in a row win for Vermilion Parish. Parish President Brian Seymour accepted the award from Farm Bureau President Jim Harper. This makes us all very proud. We just have so many leaders, so many people that are willing to step up. Uh, great committee chairs, the women's committee, one no more tonight, young farmers and ranchers. I mean, 60 or 70 people pulling together, and it's just, it's a pleasure to be, be at the helm with. This year's Young Farmers and Ranchers Achievement Award winners are Robert and Rachel Duncan from Rapids Parish. The Duncans grow soybeans, cattle, and fresh-cut flowers on their farm in Boyce. The couple receives a $35,000 cash award courtesy of the Southern Farm Bureau Casualty Insurance Company. They also receive an all-expense-paid trip to the 2024 American Farm Bureau Convention in Salt Lake City, Utah, as well as other cash prizes. It was excitement and a little bit of pride. I mean, I'm, I'm so proud of what we have created and I'm proud that it's being recognized, you know, by other people. I'm proud for what we've continued. Leah McLean of Vermilion Parish won the 2023 Young Farmers and Ranchers Excellence in Agriculture Award. The award recognizes leadership and involvement in agriculture. McLean receives several prizes, including a $7,500 credit toward the purchase of an ATV from Louisiana Land Bank. Sadie Michelle of Sabine Parish was named the Outstanding Young Farm Woman for 2023. Michelle received a $2,000 cash award, compliments of Louisiana Farm Bureau Mutual Insurance Company, along with other cash prizes. Raquel Manuel of Evangeline Parish won this year's discussion meet. Manuel receives a host of prizes for her victory, including a John Deere Gator utility vehicle. You see her on it right there. That's courtesy of Southern Farm Bureau Life Company. A trip to compete at the 2024 American Farm Bureau Convention in Salt Lake City, Utah, as well as other cash prizes. Kenzie Brazil of Jeff Davis Parish took home the top prize in the talk meet competition. In her speech, Brazil discussed how Farm Bureau can support young people to ensure the future of agriculture. Many Americans have a limited understanding of agriculture, especially our youth. So, how can Farm Bureau support young people to ensure the future of agriculture? A host of young talent was on full display this week during the 101st annual Louisiana Farm Bureau Convention. Frances McCann of Avoyos Parish performed her way to the top prize in the junior talent division with her medley of Arabesque and the Challenge. Love the 
sound of that piano. Vocal duo Lily Miculous and Walker Cheek of Rapides Parish serenaded the crowd with a stunning selection from The Phantom of the Opera, also captured first place in the senior division. The culmination of the Farm Bureau Convention is the crowning of a new Louisiana Farm Bureau Queen. Contestant number 17, Gracie Pepper of the Fish Parish. Gracie Pepper of Lafouche Parish will serve as the 2023 Louisiana Farm Bureau Queen. She'll travel the state and to Washington, D.C., representing the state's largest general farm organization. First runner-up was Isabella Hardy of Jeff Davis Parish. Second runner-up was Cecily Oliver of Calcasieu Parish. And all of the contestants voted Tanner Picanti of Franklin Parish as Miss Congeniality. Congratulations to all of this year's winners at convention. You'll find links to videos, including live streams of these events on our website at twilighttv.org. Now, being a farmer every day is no easy task. So 100 years of farming is a major accomplishment. Multi-generational farms spanning a century were recognized at this year's 101st Farm Bureau Convention. Twyla's Trevor Williams tells us about this year's recipients of the Century Farm Awards. When you walk into this room, the people you see here have had families that have been on the same farm for more than 100 years. Every year, the Louisiana Department of Agriculture and Forestry, along with the Louisiana Farm Bureau and other sponsors, select recipients of the Century Farm Award. Commissioner of Agriculture and Forestry, Dr. Mike Strain says, the eight families being honored here bring the total statewide to more than 80. It's about tradition, it's about value, it's about passing the farm from one generation to another. And now we have more than 86 people, 86 farms that have been recognized uh, as Century Farms. Lily Adams Wiley is the Assistant Director of the Louisiana Department of Agriculture and Forestry. She says, each century farm is extraordinary. Louisiana is deeply rooted in agriculture and being able to continue the farm throughout all of the ups and downs of history is quite spectacular. For Wiley, giving this award is an honor. It is a joy to be able to give this designation to our farm families, showcasing their efforts throughout the last hundred or more years. It doesn't stop here. Strain says the legacy of these farms is in the hands of the next generation. We want these farms to stay in production, to feed Louisiana, to feed America, and to feed the world. In New Orleans, I'm Trevor Williams for This Week in Louisiana Agriculture. Now, if you think you qualify to be a Century Farm recipient, you can find the application for the Century Farm Awards online. We'll link you over to that on our website at twilatv.org. Hey, and we have to say that was our intern Trevor's debut on Twyla. So, hey, good job, Trevor. Still to come on Twyla, hear from convention goers on their favorite parts of their time in New Orleans. Stay with us. Before convention, we had the Louisiana Farm Bureau staff candidly share how they were preparing for this year's big event. It was such a hit, we decided to ask some of our members those same questions and a few more during the convention. And let's just say they did not disappoint. In this week's Twyla Boost, we are giving you a comical take on convention from our members' perspective. Come on, bring it on. Just bring it on. Y'all, I'm not a queen. 
So I, and I can't even answer those prompt, impromptu questions, and I'm bad at it. So you gotta laugh at me. Oh, this one's gonna get me in trouble. What does TWILA stand for today? Isn't it today in Louisiana agriculture or something like that? Oh gosh. <laughs> I have no idea. I have no idea. I don't know. Teach women in Louisiana. This week in Louisiana agriculture. So close. Unpack bag or live out of the luggage. Live out of the luggage. I have two suitcases and one with just nothing but shoes. One bag, but I'm not going to disclose how big the bag is. We brought our five kids. We came in two suitcases. I packed zero bags, but somebody else packed my bags for me. How many bags did you pack? could only bring three items to convention, what would it be? Tonic water, lime, and vodka. Well, since I got three of my kids in here with me, we're gonna say I got Ian, my favorite, my three things I'd bring would be Ian, Olivia, and Meredith. What is your one convention must have? A good meal. My, my annual convention notes. That way I know where to be, when to be. Who is your favorite Twyla anchor, Christian? Sorry, Avery. I'll say Avery Davidson. Kristen. Can I say everybody so I don't get in trouble? I like talking to Mr. Neal, I'm gonna have to say. Oh my gosh, all of them, of course. But I love me some, um, I'm not gonna name names, I can't. You know, I love Carl, mm. but he's not an anchor. I know he's a cameraman. Most memorable convention definitely has to be last year at the Centennial Celebration. We had so much fun. Team explore the city or stay at the hotel? That's a tough one because I like exploring the city, but staying at the hotel lately, Farm Bureau was made a lot of fun, especially with the celebrations in the lobby. What is your favorite convention snack? The chocolate milk. I don't know, I love the I love the chocolate milk that's from the local dairy. It's not really a snack, but the chocolate milk that is like over there. What is your favorite convention snack? Vodka tonic. <laughs> how many parish farm bureaus are there? I don't even know how many parishes there are. <laughs> My favorite room at the Marriott. Huh. The bar. I like the hospitality rooms, uh, mostly because of friends. When was your first convention? 22 years ago. Holy mackerel, 1963? Probably 1972, 73. I was born in 1986, so probably around 1990. In 2013. Pretty sure I've been coming since I was like two. I think it's two. Vodka tonic. Oh, Jackie Terrio saying that. I still think that Krista Woldridge saying that I was her favorite Twyla anchor. That was the part that made my heart thump. You would remember that part. <laughs> Well, before we leave you today, we'd like to thank a few groups of people. First, the staff here at the New Orleans Marriott for helping the convention run smoothly all week long. Also, our fellow Louisiana Farm Bureau staff, our family, who work hard to put together meaningful commodity conferences, important business meetings, and the great youth events and contests that we all get to enjoy. And of course, we must thank all of the volunteer leaders who travel from every corner of Louisiana to participate in this convention each year. None of this happens without your commitment to making Farm Bureau the largest and strongest general farm organization. So thank you. 
Well, that does it for this edition of Twyla. Our next show will be back in the studio. We hope you have a safe and happy 4th of July. Until then, you can watch all of our stories online at twilatv.org. And be sure to like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram. You can also find all of these stories and more on our YouTube channel. Be sure to subscribe and turn on the notifications so you know exactly when we put out new content. For all of us from Twyla here in New Orleans, thank you so much for watching. We hope to see you again right here next week. If you would like to watch the video form of this episode of Twyla, head over to our website at twylatv.org. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show.